Hey everybody, what's up? I hope you're doing well today. My name is Carla Russell and I am the host of Social On Point. Thank you for listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. This is my second episode and I'm still so excited to be creating this content and sharing it with everyone. And in line with my little soapbox about vulnerability last on last week's episode, this is in fact the only recording I'm going to do of this podcast. So you can see exactly how authentic and what it is like to actually make a podcast. It's not perfect, but it's about, you know, starting a conversation, at least in my opinion. So here we go. Um, this week I'll be covering my top six tips for content generation content curation, and sharing on Instagram. So let's get started. Uh, The first tip I want to share with you is about planning. So content is always more effective when it's been planned out. I always like to say at at least two weeks ahead in my content planning, which includes like the development process as well. So having everything from the Instagram post, whether that be a photo or a video or a meme or a repost, whatever it is, as well as the caption scheduled into a content scheduler. So I am just like hands clean, done with that piece of content for two weeks. And the reason I like to do this is because not having to stress about what you're going to post on a certain day is way better than being stressed about what you're going to post on a certain day. It'll make your job so much easier and so much more exciting and fun because you'll get your creative juices flowing when you're trying to think about, okay, what's coming up? What do I need to do? How can I position this? So, you know, always keep it planned. And, you know, when you do have your content planned out in advance, it can flow together better and you can actually create a narrative on your Instagram platform that showcases the story your brand is telling. So if you have a new product launch coming up, you can do a teaser post and then an intro post and then you can hit on the specific benefits and what problems that the product you're selling solves. And then you can do customer reviews and you can do something funny like a meme about the product. That way it kind of shows the lifestyle that is associated with the brand and the product. And, you know, I understand that in social, there are definitely going to be days where it's like, oh my gosh, this thing has come up. Like, we have to get this posted today within the next couple of hours. Let's go. And so when you have your content planned out in advance, it's much easier to fit a piece of content into the narrative that you already know is happening in your mind. So it's not going to be as jarring. And, you know, if you need to talk about a sale or a promo that wasn't planned, you can kind of create a meme that will fit into the flow of the narrative you're telling so it's not completely out of left field. So I don't know how much more important I can say this, but you know, plan your content out. It's just so much easier. It's going to streamline your job. It's going to make everything feel so much more clean and precise and direct. And I know that there are some people that can definitely pull off authenticity in the moment, but for brands especially, I recommend having content planned out. So the second tip about content that I want to share with you is that you shouldn't be sleeping on your captions, and I mean that completely seriously. Every single time you're writing a caption, whether it be for a photo or a video, whatever, 
it needs to be carefully thought out. So I always say, you know, spend a total of maybe five minutes on each caption, and that includes brainstorming, writing, and editing. And then a couple of days before the caption and the piece of content are posted, I recommend kind of reviewing it and making sure that you're still, you know, up to date on the narrative you're trying to tell, that everything makes sense, etc. Um, and something I really want to point out is that your content is going to perform better if the caption you're sharing matches the piece of content that you're also sharing. Um, whether that be by using puns or, you know, referencing things in the photo or making the photo kind of representative of the caption, I think it always makes a piece of content stronger, more impactful, and, you know, it makes it stick in people's memory if there's intention behind the caption association with the photo. I always like to include a CTA or a call to action um, every single time I write a caption, whether it be encouraging the viewer to comment, to visit the link you have in your bio, to you know view your story or watch your newest IGTV video, those sorts of things. And something that I find really helpful for this are tools like Link in Bio or Linktree that help keep bio links associated with certain pieces of content for longer periods of time. Especially when you're a brand, you want to be tracking your links, and I'll get into that later. But, you know, if a piece of content lives for five days on Instagram on average, and you're posting a new piece of content every single day that's pushing to a link in bio or a story, etc., it can be difficult to gauge just how effective that link in your bio is if you're having to change it out every couple of days. And so, you know, being able to have links that live for a little bit longer are going to show you, you know, the long-term effects of the content, whether your hashtags are effective, if people are still visiting your link in bio after a certain number of days, etc. Um, and don't forget hashtags. Hashtags are so very important when it comes to people discovering your brand. Um, and if you're including hashtags in your captions, but they're the exact same hashtags for every post, it's definitely not going to be as effective. Um, try and find new hashtags that are associated with the content you're sharing. So just like I said the caption should be associated with the photo or the video that you're sharing, so should the hashtags. Think about things like upcoming holidays, the days of the week, if there's something funny you can associate with it, if it's a post about flowers, are there any really popular flower hashtags, if it's something about health and wellness, you know, how can you make the hashtags more associated with the photo and therefore making the piece of content more effective across the explore page, across people that are interested in similar things as your brand, your product, etc. Um, my personal favorite tool for finding those hashtags is display purposes only because it's free. Um, but there are amazing paid options like the tool Hashtagify. So it really just depends on your budget, but there are tools available at your disposal for finding hashtags that are associated with literally anything. <laughs> so that's really good news for you. Moving on, the next tip I want to share with you about content is about something called user-generated content. So Lovingly referred to as UGC, user-generated content is something that is 
created for your brand, your product, etc., by a person that isn't working directly for your company, somebody like a videographer that you've hired or your social media person or a model, etc. This will be somebody like one of your customers or even an influencer. So something important to remember about UGC is that people don't care about your story unless they're part of it. Um, So if you don't believe me on that, I recommend pausing this podcast and going and reading Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, So basically, if you're just sharing really pretty, high-quality photos, you may have a beautiful Instagram page, but it's harder for people to relate to it if there's nobody on your feed that's representing them. Um, So something I like to do to find really great, high-quality UGC photos or UGC content in general is sorting through my brand's tagged photos to find that content that was created by followers. Um, I always try and make sure it matches the aesthetic of my brand so that the feed as a whole feels cohesive. Um, And I always make sure to tag the creator in the photo at a minimum, but I personally also like to give the creator credit in the caption. So by sharing this content that your followers created, they'll feel more like part of the brand and part of the brand's story and will want to continue following the brand for a longer period of time. Um, It's also important to note here that sharing any photo posted on Instagram isn't necessarily legal or illegal. It's always best to DM the person that posted the photo to get explicit permission before posting it to make sure it's okay, especially, and I cannot put enough emphasis on this, if a person's face is included in the photo. Um, Instagram, you know, recently had some legal things come up where using a branded hashtag isn't necessarily enough permission to repost somebody's photo. So that's why I just always recommend sliding in the DMs saying, hey, love this photo, would love to post it on my brand's feed. Is that okay with you? And then you can get an explicit yes. And, you know, if they ask to be paid, that's totally your call. I don't know what kind of budget you have, but oftentimes I don't have a budget for just general UGC reposts. So I'll say, you know, thank you so much, but at this time we don't have the budget for that. If you ever have a photo you want us to share in the future, let us know. Thank you. And I kind of move on. Um, And if you do have a budget, I would totally think about getting into influencer marketing where you can ask for explicit types of content or run entire campaigns based on getting content that surrounds a certain product and including in those contracts that you have full permissions to use and repost their photos across your website, your social, whatever it is that you need that content for. And then you won't even have to worry about the asking for permission piece. Um, So those are my top tips for UGC. And again, this is a great way to kind of really make your brand stand out on social and show that there are actual people that use your product that are associated with your company. Because, you know, when surveyed, people on Instagram say that they trust a person's review rather than a company advertising something. So keep that little snippet in mind as we move on to tip number four, which is about content variation. Do not post the same types of content over and over again. And this may be one of the biggest mistakes I see 
brands making on Instagram. If a brand is only sharing in-feed photos, they're missing the chance to connect with potential customers that consume all various types of content offered on Instagram. So don't forget about things like stories. Don't forget about things like IGTV videos. Don't forget to use carousels or GIFs or, you know, any number of all, all of those mixed together. Um, and just so you know, Instagram stories get more views on average than in-feed posts. So more people are likely to watch your story than to look at your in-feed posts. And if you're not using that tool that Instagram has so lovingly provided us with, then you are missing out on a huge percentage of your audience base. That's just, I, I really want you to understand that. Um, and IGTV is also an exploding tool. It's not quite as big as stories, but it's also no, also not being used as frequently. So hop on this bandwagon early and, you know, it's expected to continue growing over time and almost double in size within the next year. So you definitely want to have a presence on IGTV. Um, <laughs> kind of going in line with stories and IGTV, it's good for you to know that video is the most consumed content format on Instagram. And that also includes in-feed stories, which is why IGTV released the uh, capabilities of posting a one-minute preview in-feed that will show up on your Instagram page so people can be pushed directly to your IGTV videos. That's a huge UI UX decision for them to make. And so take note from the Instagram gods that IGTV is huge. Um, another thing I want to point out is that you know, you want to make sure that the content you're sharing fits the desires of your audience. So a fashion brand may want to have a carousel of four photos that show four different ways of wearing this awesome shoe style that they have. Whereas a more, you know, edgy brand like Ritual may want to share a carousel of gifts that create one long picture and kind of showcase how their product is changing the way that supplements are consumed, etc. Um, do not be afraid to test new things. Don't be afraid to try new things. And don't be afraid to push the boundaries of your content. The beautiful thing about social and Instagram in particular is that you can share new content as often as you want to. And so if something tanks and you're still looking to try and make up those lost impressions or engagements, you get to post something the next day that can perform really stellar based on your past experiences. So don't be afraid to test. Maybe don't try and test every single day, um, but def you should definitely be testing new content every single week. So before we wrap up tip number four, I want to tell you to remember that there are lifestyle photos, studio created product photos, memes, videos, graphics, you know, this long list of types of content that you can be sharing on Instagram. So you want to make sure to get a healthy variation in types of content that you're sharing so that all facets of your audience can relate to something at least a few times a week. You know, if somebody's not interested in what you're posting, they're going to unfollow you and you definitely do not want that. So, you know, switch it up, be a little spicy, be a little fun. <laughs> you won't regret it, I promise. Um, tip number five today is to kind of pay attention to your social calendar, your upcoming social calendar. So remember how I told you or suggested that you should have content planned out at least two weeks ahead. 
I have a four week, so a month long running calendar of things like upcoming holidays, cultural events, and popular moments for content inspiration because it's hard to stay inspired as a social media manager when you're constantly trying to think about all the types of new content you can create every single day for the foreseeable future. So look to the world for inspiration. Um, For example, the last Game of Thrones episode is airing on Sunday. I am very excited. We can talk about it later. (laughs) Um, So is there a way that you can incorporate that really cultural, inspirational, big moment, like, or reference to it in your brand's social posts sometime this week leading up to it or even on Sunday? Um, Just think on things like that. And my caveat to this is that posting about every off-the-wall holiday can become monotonous and is just like um, I said before, you don't want to post the same types of content every single day. You don't want to talk about every food holiday that exists in the United States. You know, Find things that really fit your brand's message, that fit the narrative you're trying to tell, and then use those, which is going to make you know your story on Instagram a lot more authentic. All right, so we've made it to the final tip about content for today, which is don't post content at the same time. Um, This is another really big one that I want you to pay close attention to. Posting at the same time every single day alienates audiences that live in different time zones or have different schedules associated with their personal lifestyles. And as your follower count rises, your audience's time on Instagram is going to start changing. And if it's not, then, you know, maybe you should still start testing times to post. Um... I know which times are best to post for each, every single day of the week for my brand, but I'll still test a different time for all seven days, at least twice a month to make sure that my brand is showing up in different audience feeds regularly, because I want to make sure that if something is changing with the best time for me to be posting and sharing my content, that I'm on top of it and that I know and that I can make sure I'm getting the most impressions, the highest reach, a phenomenal engagement rate, etc. Um, this can be hard to track on your own. I'm not even going to lie to you about that. And it can take a ton of time dedicated to just digging through a lot of social analytics. So I like to use tools like Later or Iconosquare that actually calculate this for you and give you the suggested best times to post. I don't know how completely accurate these are, but what I can say is that I've used both tools in the past and it really seemed to work. Um, If paid tools aren't in your budget because both of those require money to have access to the best times to post that I mentioned, just begin by using the free Instagram analytics that are offered. um, And it kind of shows you when the majority of your audience is online every single day. Start there, just see what happens, and pay attention to the number of impressions you get, etc. We'll talk a lot more about this in the next episode, but just make sure not to post at the same time every single day. Um, so those are my six tips. Um, if you're only here for the social media discussion part of this, feel free to close out now. But if for some reason you really enjoy listening to me talk, if that's you, thank you so much. I wanted to give some book recommendations because personally, 
I'm really affected by reading. I take in information a lot more seriously when I'm reading it rather than when I'm listening to it, which is ironic considering I'm making a podcast. But, you know, there's just something really special about holding a book in your hand and reading the words and soaking them up and highlighting things that really stick out to you. So I'm going to end every single episode from this point forward with a book recommendation for the week. Um... So this is technically a second recommendation since I referenced Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, but I like you all so much for listening that I thought you might enjoy a second. In <laughs> um, sticking with the theme of vulnerability that I've been talking about for the past two weeks, um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown is my recommendation for this week. In Daring Greatly, Brown covers why having the courage to be vulnerable can lead to deeper personal connections with everyone in your life, whether that be personal relationships or professional relationships. You know, I've been in a vulnerability hole for the past week, and this book is one that I continue to go back to if I find myself struggling or having second thoughts or doubting my own courage. So Absolutely a fantastic recommendation. And if you're not sure about making the purchase of a book off of my recommendation alone, just Google Brene Brown TED Talk Vulnerability. Watch that video. And if you resonate with it, then I know that you will love Daring Greatly. So that's all for this week. We'll be covering my personal favorite thing about social media next week, which is how to use analytics to connect with your audience. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Carlisle Russell, and this is Social on Point.